0: Hello and welcome to the North Borough's Beat, the podcast that features the people, events, and businesses of Pittsburgh's North Boroughs. My name is Judy Pastor and I am your host. Our highest downloaded episodes on this podcast often involve the history of the area. One of the resources that is invaluable for those episodes is the North Historical Society. Today, we are talking with Tracy Ferguson, the president of the Avonworth Historical Society, and also the editor of the newsletter. And we're gonna talk to her about this important group for our community. Hi, Tracy, welcome to the podcast.
1: Hi, Judy, thank you for having me here.
0: So, what is the mission of the Avonworth Historical Society?
1: Well, in a nutshell, it's always been to preserve, promote, and disseminate the local history of the Avonworth community. We are dedicated to preserving our common heritage for future generations. And we mainly research and collect information about the five communities that are represented in, in the Avonworth School District. Those are Emsworth, Ben Avon, Ben Avon Heights, Ohio Township, and Kilbuck Township. But we also have information about surrounding communities such as Avalon, Bellevue, Neville Island, etc., because of our shared history.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh that's great. And can you give us a little history of the Avonworth Historical Society? How did it start and how did it evolve to what okay, it is
1: today? Sure. Our organization began in 1984 when a log house was discovered near the Emsworth Locks and Dam. Going back to the late 1700s, it was the William Dixon family who were the first settlers in what eventually became Ben Avon. William Dixon purchased three lots of land covering hundreds of acres and settled here in about 1797. A log house was built near the river on Dixon Land. And over the years, that house evolved. Rooms were added, walls were plastered on the inside, and siding covered the logs on the outside. Eventually, it looked like an ordinary house, not a log house. In 1984, the owner of the house at that time planned to tear it down to expand his construction company. As he started to take the siding off a corner of the house, he discovered the log structure within the walls. Oh my gosh. Yes, isn't that interesting? <laughs> yeah, can <have> you imagine? <laughs> so of course the local historian, the late Gladys Phillips, heard about the log house and she organized a few other concerned local citizens to form the Ben Avon Area Historical Association. Back then we were known as Baja. B-A-A-H-A, and those citizens acted quickly to purchase the log house and a corner lot just about 65 feet away or so. They received a loan from the Pittsburgh History and Landmarks Foundation to have the house taken down log by log. Each log was numbered, the logs were moved over to the new lot, and it was rebuilt using a professional reconstruction company.
0: I didn't realize that. So yes. that's where it is now, which is down by the the Emsworth Locks, Locks, right uh, on. See that's Forest Western, Forest, yeah, the West bottom Pan.
1: of Forest on Western. Yes. Okay,
0: right under the under the High River Boulevard. Yes. Oh, so where was it originally? It
1: was just sixty-five feet away from okay. that towards Emsworth. Mm-hmm. Uh, I okay. guess you could say, mm-hmm. but it, we felt it was important to keep it as close to the original location as possible mm-hmm. because being located. Located near the river in pioneer days was essential oh, yeah. for the water. Mm-hmm. It was used for transportation, cooking, bathing, mm-hmm. fishing, etc. Mm-hmm. So, in the early years, our, our primary purpose uh, was to use the log house for educational purposes. And we developed a history program for the fifth grade uh, class at Avonworth. And then the school was located on Dixon mm-hmm. Avenue. Mm-hmm. And so Gladys and I would go into the classroom, and we would teach a section of uh, pioneer history, Uh the early pioneer life. And then the classrooms could come down to uh, Uh the log house. They could walk there for an Uh on-site visit. And while they were down there, they could also visit the Logs and Dam. It was a nice program. Of course, Uh the school closed then. Yeah. uh So that ended. Well, uh, they relocated. Yes, yeah, yes, they relocated to Ohio <laughs> Township, yeah. yes. Mm-hmm. That building closed and yeah. was eventually torn mm-hmm. down. So we also have scout troops that visit, and we also hold open houses at the Log House on both Memorial Day and during the Avon Club Fall Festival mm-hmm. in September, which we just did. Mm-hmm. Uh, and sometimes we've had it open when large riverboats go through the locks, and if we know ahead of time, we can contact them, uh-huh. and they'll play the calliope for uh-huh. the people who have gathered there. How fun. It's also possible to arrange a private tour. Mm-hmm. But now it's been nearly 40 years since the log house was constructed, and it's showing signs of wear and tear. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we're currently asking for new memberships and donations to help us fund these repairs. Mm-hmm. Like we need a new roof and a new retaining wall behind it and yeah. some work on the chimney. Mm-hmm. You know, wow. Things happen like that over the uh-huh. years. So, so far we've raised about $15,000 towards our $18,000 goal. And that's all due to the generosity of our local communities and membership.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, since our early days, we've greatly increased our historical archives and our membership. Mm-hmm. Now we have an office down on the old Otto's Dairy building on Camp Horn Road, mm-hmm. and we've rebranded to become the Avonworth Historical Society. I must say, a little plug for Bill Stabnow at NEAM, that he mm-hmm. helped us, he's a creative genius, and he helped us to rebrand. Did our website over, and um, has overhauled our newsletter. Wow, so
0: that's great. Yes,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and um, yeah, and what what he's done at NEOM, which was the old oh, Franciscan yes. monastery, exactly. is just amazing. So yes. that's that's a whole other podcast. Right, <laughs> that
1: would be oh, a good wow. one. <laughs> wow.
0: So we are actually sitting here in the offices of Avonworth Historical Society, and it is. Packed, packed, packed with stuff. And so, <laughs> tell us about some of the resources sure, that you sure. have here.
1: Well, we have a collection of the Avonworth yearbooks going back to the early 1900s when it was called the Nova Neb. The Nova. Neb. The Nova Neb. Did you know that Nova Neb is Ben Avon spelled backwards? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the Nova so it was, That was what they called the yearbook in the beginning, and then of course, all it became as
0: the current name?:
1: Yes, Derebus. <laughs> yeah. Derebus. Well, back then it was just Ben Avon High School. It yeah. wasn't all of the communities. Yeah, it was just Ben Avon High School. Mm-hmm. So that's why I know name. <laughs> But we also have a number of reference books, maps, documents, photographs, histories of the communities. We have some orphanage school records. Uh, information about some of the earliest families in the area plans of lots Mm -hmm. and something that we're very proud of we have 90 years worth of the former city and suburban life newspaper from 1901 to
0: 1991 that is cool yes yes Mm -hmm. and
1: we're currently working on digitizing those we have a member of our board who has started on that Mm -hmm. i think he's done about 10 years worth that's so we a hope huge. It's, kind of yes, taking. Yes, <laughs> yes, it's taking a photograph of every single page. Wow. And it was a weekly mm-hmm. newspaper, so mm-hmm. it's a big project.
0: Oh, that's neat, but it was it was such a part of uh, my oh, childhood, yes. and I'm sure your childhood too. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh,
0: that's great. Wow. Well, um, so how does uh, Avonworth Historical Society interact with the community? Uh, I know you have. You know, lots of presents in different places. Yes. To tell
1: us about it. Well, it, once you become a member, of course, you receive our quarterly newsletter, The Chronicle, which mm-hmm. is remarkably well done, if I don't say so myself. <laughs> it is. I, I
0: receive it, <laughs> yes. I'm a member.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and it includes fascinating articles and photographs about our local history. Mm-hmm. And for example, we've written about families who once lived in these communities, such as James Palmer O'Neill. A family who lived on Braiding Avenue in Ben Avon. James Palmer O'Neill was also referred to as James Pirate O'Neill. Oh. Because when he was president of the Pittsburgh Baseball Club in 1891, he effectively stole two players from other teams by convincing them to come play on his team. And that's how the Pittsburgh Pirates got their name. Oh, I didn't. None yes, of that. Oh yes. We, so the pirates have a connection to Ben Avon. Uh-huh. We've also had articles on Vinegar Jake and Vinegar Hollow, mm-hmm. the history of Ohio River Boulevard, mm-hmm. the Year Without Summer, and the Cinderella House, just to name a few. Mm-hmm. And we host six lectures a year at the Anchor and Anvil Coffee Bar in Ben Avon. Mm-hmm. Those are free to the public. Mm-hmm. The lectures are every other month on a Tuesday evening at seven PM and the next one will be October eleventh. And all are yes, mm-hmm. this coming Tuesday. Okay. I'll tell you more about that in a minute. Okay. We have a voluntary program with the eighth grade students at Avonworth who are interested in local history and in learning how to use our archives and materials to research a topic, which is great. We're always trying to get younger people involved mm-hmm. in local history. Mm-hmm. The students are responsible for creating a website, conducting interviews, and creating a final project to present to a panel of judges from the Historical Society, the Heinz History Center, and the Avonworth Fund for Excellence. Huh. It's a good program. Oh, that is. Is that yes. with the Social Studies yes, Department? But the, yes, mm. correct. Uh, Avonworth Historical Society has collected oral histories from senior members of our communities, And we participate in local fairs. And, of course, our archives are open to the public.
0: Mm -hmm. Wow, that is cool. And so if you're a member, you really have a lot of resources at your disposal. And
1: we want to promote that history. Mm -hmm. We want to disseminate it to Mm -hmm. get it out to the people. So, yes. Mm
0: -hmm. Because it's really amazing when you look at, you know, the homes that are, you know, really pretty old uh, Mm -hmm. in the area. And they're so well preserved. I mean, it's... Having you know lived in Texas for a long time, I mean anything that was you know built in the 40s or 50s just came down oh, that's oh, an old my. house just get rid of it you know mm-hmm. and I just love these old houses. Oh yes absolutely mm-hmm. That's great. So what's your favorite bit of local history?
1: Well, I have a lot of favorite pieces, but I must say that I really enjoyed researching and learning about Again, another former Ben Avon resident by the name of Doctor Chevalier Quixote Jackson. Isn't that an interesting name? Yes, I, it is. I wish I could tell you <laughs> how he got that name, but I can't. But he helped to establish the medical specialty of laryngology. Oh. He was born in 1865, mm-hmm. but from 1903 until 1919. He and his wife Alice, who just happened to be the sister of one of his patients, Mm -hmm. owned the house at two thirty-seven Forest Avenue in Ben Avon, just down from the Borough Hall, okay, towards the Boulevard. Mm Yes, Doctor Jackson survived a childhood of poverty and bullying to become a physician, an inventor, a painter, and a writer who dominated the field of laryngology. In the early 1900s. Mm-hmm. And he also saved thousands of lives during his lifetime, and I say beyond because mm-hmm. he taught his treatment methods to other doctors. And I will say, I did get this information from his autobiography, The mm-hmm. Life of Chevalier Jackson. Oh. So these are what I'm telling you now is pretty much in his own words. Uh-huh. He said that he was a frail child with loving parents who let him tinker with wood and tools to create things. Hmm. He was even allowed to use some pretty sharp tools, I guess, at the age of four, oh, which gee. a lot of parents these <laughs> days might say, oh, my. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they trust students a lot more. four is pretty young. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> But at school, he was bullied by the older, bigger students. Hmm. They removed his boots as, he, as they walked to school, and filled them with snow, oh. stole his lunch and sprinkled it with coal ash and rotten eggs, oh, dipped geez. him in the watering trough, or worse, they choked and beat him into unconsciousness. One time they even bound him and left him in a cold, deserted mine shaft. but fortunately, a miner and his dog found him within a few hours. Oh, he had a really rough childhood, apparently yeah. he did not tell his mother about all these incidents. Mm-hmm. Um, but he overcame adversity and became uh-huh. quite a, a, oh, a, an important person in wow. our medical history. His father was a veterinarian with a, a very gentle touch. Mm-hmm. He was able to calm both the animals and their owners with a calm, gentle voice, and that's something that Chevalier really no- noticed. Their home was always filled with books, and young Chevalier was encouraged to read, mm-hmm. explore, sketch, and invent He attended the Western University of Pennsylvania, which is now known as the University of Pittsburgh, for his pre-medical education. He worked and put himself through college. Then he enrolled in Jefferson Medical College in Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. And he sold medical books in Massachusetts to earn money. He was given a Mm -hmm. pretty large territory to cover, and he had to walk it. He didn't have any transportation, so he had to walk it. And he said that by the end of that summer, his shirt was threadbare and his shoe soles were worn through. Mm -hmm. But the silver lining was that he was able to study the medical books Mm -hmm. he was selling. He also worked as a cook on a codfish schooner to earn money. (laughs) (laughs) But when he graduated, there was only one medical specialty. Can you guess what that might be? Back in the oh, late, uh, no, but no. no. I don't it was know. for diseases of the eye. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh. But oh. he decided to specialize in laryngology and he opened a two room practice on 6th Street downtown. Mm-hmm. And can I ask, what is yes. laryngology? The throat, the throat uh, Yeah, the, eye, the throat, ear, ears, ears nose, Yes. Throat. Okay. Uh, not so much ears and nose, okay. I don't believe, the throat, throat okay. yes. Mm-hmm. He never refused a patient, and most of his patients were charity cases. Mm. He continued to live in poverty and work sixteen-hour days. Wow. He often designed and created his own instruments, and this is important because in 1902 he developed the esophagoscope. Mm. Say that ten times very quickly. <laughs> no, thank you. I practiced. <laughs> It's a metal tube with a light to see into the esophagus and oh. forceps to remove objects. Oh, this was new. Uh-huh. He removed objects from patients' throats like dental plates, coins, open safety pins, which he called danger pins, oh, and small <laughs> toys. Oh wow! He also performed tonsillectomies and, in diphtheria cases, tracheotomies. Mm-hmm. Sadly. <clears throat> he also treated many children who had swallowed lye oh, it no. was a common household product mm. used to make soap mm-hmm. and the lye resembled sugar so mm-hmm. when swallowed it would burn the esophagus and most of these children would die because they could not eat or drink uh-huh. but dr jackson developed a method for slowly expanding that scarred restricted esophagus he, by using his esophagoscope regularly mm. over time sometimes it would take two years oh, but he would expand that stricture and allow the child to have fluids and then food eventually. Oh my goodness so he saved those lives. Wow. These were preventable accidents in his mind and he fought hard for the passage of the Federal mm. caustic Act, which mm. required lye and other caustics to have large poison labels. do you mm. remember those? Mm-hmm. and the antidote, antidote excuse me listed on the products. It was really the forerunner to the Mr. Yuck Stickers. Remember the green stickers?
0: Yes, yes.
1: (laughs) He also developed a bronchoscope to remove foreign objects that were inhaled rather than ingested. Mm. So without the use of anesthesia, he could use a calm, reassuring voice, just like his father had Uh used with his patients, to relax and comfort his patients as he inserted that metal tube through their mouths and, and mm-hmm. down their down to their lungs. Wow. Again he removed many types of objects that if left alone they they would fester and cause eventual mm-hmm. death. People traveled all all over the country and all over the world to get to him to, to have those objects removed. Gee. While living in Ben Avon with his wife and son, Dr. Jackson developed pulmonary tuberculosis oh, no. he used that time of bed rest and fresh air to write a book on his specialties mm-hmm. he was on the staff of 14 hospitals in Pittsburgh at one point but he never received payment from, pay- from hospitals or teaching in medical school no instrument he invented was ever patented no book royalties were received
0: oh, gee. Really?
1: he only received payment from patients who could afford to pay him and finally, he saved every object he removed from the lungs, throats, and esophagi of his over 2,000 patients. That, he had more patients than that mm-hmm. when you include the tonsillectomies, mm-hmm. etc. cetera. But the, he saved 2,000 objects, and they're on display in Philadelphia at the Mütter Museum.
0: Really? Yes. Oh, wow. I've never seen it, but uh-huh. I would like to go there to uh-huh. see that. Mm-hmm.
1: So to me, he's a real hero. You know, he overcame adversity, and yet he went. Mm -hmm. He didn't become bitter. He went on to help people, Mm -hmm. save lives. Wow, he's my favorite. I I can
0: see why. (laughs) He would have been really interesting. Yes, to to know and a soothing voice. Oh, gosh, I don't. Can you imagine? I can't imagine it
1: (laughs) with children too. You know, to lean them back and try to put a metal tube, Mm -hmm. a lengthy metal tube, down their throat.
0: That's amazing. But you know he saved so many people. Yes, that's, that's really and he funny. went
1: around and he taught his methods to other mm-hmm. physicians. So mm-hmm. they went on. You know he developed mm-hmm. the whole field, uh-huh. basically. So. Yeah.
0: But he's not very well known no. except now. <laughs> no. Yes.
1: Now he did go on to live in Philadelphia, but for that chunk of time, he was here mm-hmm. in Ben Avon, and actually, they bought their house from the J. Palmer O'Neill family, because they were into real estate, and they owned that land ahead of time. Okay. So there's a connection there, too. Oh,
0: gee. Well, that's really interesting.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: that's just one of the many interesting people that yes. you know, the Chronicles uh, newsletter has uh, featured. Yes, yes. You know? So, yeah, a lot of, lot of interesting things. Mm-hmm.
1: That's- He's
0: really interesting. And the pirate guy is very Mm -hmm. interesting. And what was his name again?
1: James Palmer O'Neill. Oh, James
0: James Palmer O'Neill. James
1: Pirate O'Neill. The Pirate O'Neill. Yes. Okay, I get get the
0: connection now. That's neat. Well, that's a good, that's very good. Um, I know myself, I'm very interested in a lot of the history. And having lived right below Crawford's Hill for a long, you know, for much of my childhood, Mm -hmm. I'm always interested in that Crawford's Hill yes um, vinegar hollow of right course, Too. Right. history which we featured on the podcast and mm-hmm. that's probably our third highest um down mm-hmm. you know, highest most downloaded podcast wonderful so, yes yeah, so history and is vinegar a,
1: jake yes. And yes vinegar jake yes <laughs>
0: yeah so history is really a very isn't really a yes. big draw to the podcast oh great interested that's wonderful. Uh, just uh, as an aside do you work uh, you work with I think there's a Bellevue Historical Society. There isn't. I've Uh, there isn't. Not
1: that I know of. I've been trying I know some people who are interested in the history of Bellevue and Avalon Mm -hmm. and I've been suggesting a Northgate Uh Historical Society. But so far no one has taken huh. that up. Because on
0: Facebook, there's the Avonworth. No, no, no. It's North the North Burrows Burrows historical, historical Photos. Yes. And that's a real... That group is very interesting. There's, yes. Uh, I know the Avonworth Historical Society posts pictures to that yes. all the time. Well, we
1: have our own Facebook page. Oh, okay. Yes. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, all you have to do is go to www.avenworth-history.org uh-huh. and... You can explore our website while you're there, but also uh, if you go to the bottom of the page, you'll see the connection for the Facebook page. And we're constantly posting on Mm -hmm. our website about the local history.
0: Yeah, and I love the website. It is really interesting. Thank just, you. you can just it's really well made, and you can just explore all of the area. Yes, and you can see all of the chronicles. Yes, right? you
1: can. You can yeah. look up the old the mm-hmm. chronicles and read them. Yes. Yeah,
0: and so and that's invaluable. You'll yes. always find something you mm-hmm. find interesting. So the future, okay. Well, we have a a lecture coming up on Tuesday. Yes,
1: the lecture is on Tuesday, October 11th at 7 p.m. at the Anchor and Anvil, and it will feature the 130-year history of Western Penitentiary.
0: Okay, so a little out of Avonworth. A little
1: out of Avonworth, but Mm -hmm. something that most of us have driven by. Oh, numerous times. Yes. Yes. But we will be getting an inside view, a look sort of behind the walls at what life was like there, and we'll also learn about some of the most heinous and infamous criminals who were sent there. Mm-hmm. Uh, retired retired Colonel Joel Dixon, an Avonworth graduate, mm-hmm. is our speaker. He was the superintendent of the Correctional Institute, and he's also bringing along some exhibits to display. I think it's going to be a fascinating program and again it's free to the public
0: that's neat so some past um subjects that i've enjoyed have, uh, was of course with tom steiner and oh, the westview yes. park that was that was very that was popular huge... yes <laughs> and it was really fun to see all of the history of westview park For do you know that where the giant eagle is in Westview used to be an amusement park? Yes, know, you might not know that. <laughs> right, and the local
1: schools would go there for their school picnic every year. Yeah, it's, yes,
0: yeah. So that that was really good. So I look forward to you know, mm-hmm. the future, and you know all the new, you know all the, the lectures are really fun, and you can get a cup of coffee and you know enjoy the anchor and mm-hmm. the ambiance too. <laughs> so.
1: We have a um, newsletter coming up that will feature Mercury Morris. Do you remember that oh, name? yes. He yes. was an Avonworth graduate. Mm-hmm. He went on to play football for the Miami Dolphins.
0: Oh, mm-hmm. uh, that that's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Oh gosh. I mean, it's Avonworth's claim to fame yes. in the NFL. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, this this has been really interesting. I really you know, anything else you'd like to add?
1: Well, if anybody wanted to to join They can go to our website, which is, again, www.avenworth-history.org, and you can click on the support link uh, where you can either download the membership form and fill it out, mail it in with your membership dues, which are only $25 a year, Mm -hmm. or you can join online using our Square account, Mm -hmm. and we'd appreciate your support.
0: Oh, that's great. Well, because... There's a lot going on, and it's it's on a shoestring budget, but it's just it's a labor of love. It I is a s- labor of
1: love, yes. <laughs>
0: I can see that, and, uh, so, and it's so cool that it's kind of being, um, you know, it was started by Gladys Phillips, and you know, yes. passed on, but it was it just keeps going. It keeps and
1: going, going and, and going. And, uh, In a couple years, it'll be forty years old. So, oh, that'll be a celebration. Yes, absolutely.
0: (laughs) And the log house is really, really great. Even just to drive past it, it's very Mm -hmm. charming and has flowers and yes, yeah, it's really charming even just from the outside. We have a
1: volunteer who takes care of the landscaping and cleaning on the inside. He's a great guy.
0: Oh, that's wonderful! Wow. Well. Tracy, I want to thank you for coming on the North Burroughs Beat.
1: You're welcome. And it's been a
0: lot of fun to talk to you about this. And um, to our listeners, please pass this along. You know, If you like the North Burroughs Beat, tell your friends and subscribe. And so with that, I hope you have a wonderful day and we'll talk to you next time.